You hear a lot of people talking about the war. You hear a lot of people saw, uh, talking about the signs and that Christ is definitely coming back soon because of all the signs we see happening. But you almost hear no one talking about why this war is happening and why is Christ even coming back? Oh, this is finna get good. Prepare for war. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Wait a minute. Right? You, you, you didn't heard many, many scriptures your whole life. You've been reading the Bible your whole life. And I bet 90% of y'all never heard proclaim thee among the Gentiles. Prepare for war. Gentiles prepare for war. It didn't say Israelites. It didn't say, listen, it, it didn't say a lot of people. It said Gentiles. Isn't that interesting? That it's single head, that this prophecy in Joel 3 and 9 singles out specifically the Gentiles prepare for war. It says, wake up the mighty men. Proclaim this among the Gentiles. The Gentiles, it is saying, is about to fight a war. This is why the devil, I realize now why the devil always tell us when you become a Christian, when you became a Christian years ago, and when you become a Christian, don't worry about the genealogy. But this person begot this person, and James begot this person, and David begot this person. They say, don't read that. Don't worry about it. It don't matter. It don't make no sense. Listen to this, Genesis 10 and 1. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were born sons after the flood. The sons of Japheth, listen to this, was Gomer and Magog. Wow. <laughs> Have we heard of Gog and Magog war before? Like, like what, what's going on? So we know that after the flood, Noah, his wife, and his sons and his sons' wives all got off the ark and needed to populate. Japheth is said to have gone north to these regions here. Just look at his family tree. Looks large, but it's actually the smallest of them all. What do all these names actually mean? Good question. All these names have meaning and have reference to what family he started and to what the land was actually like. Let's dive in one at a time. Japheth's first mentioned son is Gomer. From this one guy came the Samaritans, an Indo-European people. He also produced the Celts, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh people. Next, you have Ashkenaz. Descendants of Ashkenaz are the Germans, specifically. Does the term Ashkenazi Jew mean anything to you? You might know some famous ones. Scarlett Johansson comes from Ashkenaz, Zac Efron, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, and this guy. Yeah. The sons of Japheth, listen to this, are Gomer and Magog and Midian and Javon and Tubal and Meshish. Listen to this, and Tyrus. This is very, very interesting because they tell us not to read the genealogy. Well, as I mentioned, the genealogy is the name of nations. Uh, the names of people become the name of nations, right? Let's continue reading. Look at the Genesis 10 and 1 through 5. And the sons of Gomer. So listen, Japheth had a son named Gomer, right? So, so Noah had three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And so now they're going through the list of Japheth's son. Uh, 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 Japheth, or whatever, however you ever want to say his name. Japheth, however you want to say his name. He had, he had some sons. One of his sons' name was Gomer. And look, who's, look who Gomer's sons was. And the sons of Gomer was Ashkenaz. Ashkenazi. I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. I'm Ashkenazi. I'm Jew. Oh, okay. Wow, isn't that interesting? That right there in the Bible... There's this word, this word that just keeps coming up. And, and Nazi, you see at the end of it. And, and, and Putin said that he over there fighting neo-Nazis in Ukraine. But I don't know if y'all heard that Ukraine is supposedly, some people are showing evidence to prove that this is where the Khazars originally came from. The Ashkenazis was their original homeland was a Ukraine. All right, you see we got Ukraine, you got Ukraine, you see you got the Black Sea, right you see all that right above the black sea see notice the location of ukraine right uh-oh that's the land of the khazars you know those khazars 
right? I mean, every, you're familiar with the Khazars who, you know the Khazars who in the ninth century converted to Judaism? You know the Khazars, the Caucasians from the Caucasus Mountains? Oh, you know, uh, Japheth's descendants. Yeah. That's the same people who moved down to Israel. See, so isn't it shocking that you haven't really heard much about Israel when that's their homeland? The Khazarian Jews. Well, why, oh, all of this coming back to the Bible right now in the last days at World War III, all of a sudden, but everything that we learned coming right back to the Bible. But listen to this because this is good. Putin said that he is fighting neo-Nazis. They are, they are they're still keeping them there as hostages, effectively. Neo-Nazis uh, started shooting at the Chinese students who wanted to leave Kharkiv, and two of them got injuries. So hundreds of foreign citizens are trying to leave the shelling area, and they're effectively kept as hostages. I would like to emphasize again, nationalists are not allowing them to do this. Moreover, they are stating, saying to foreign citizens to go to to their authorities who need to address foreign ministry of uh, uh, Ukraine. Worse still, neo-Nazis are treating their own population uh, as human shields. As Putin said, that he is fighting neo-Nazis and that he is also fighting against, obviously, the central banking system and the monetary system that's been set up for the world. This is, this is what's going on. That's why the first thing they do was cut his money off. And who is in charge of the central banking system? Who is in charge of the banks, right? Many people agree it's the Rothschilds and 13 families. And I don't know if this is uh, illegal to say or do you, would you get banned for saying this, but just so happened these 13 families, their religion is what? Well, Goldman Sachs, Bear Stearns, uh, the Rothschilds and other greedy and evil international Jewish bankers on Wall Street have destroyed our economy, Mr. Jones. And not only have they destroyed our economy, but the Federal Reserve Bank was founded by Paul Warburg, which is a Jewish invention. And that doesn't even include the wars that are raging in Iraq and Afghanistan, which I blame on the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee. Jones have inflicted tremendous harm upon the United well, States. Let me ask listen to Genesis 10 continuing. And the sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim. Oh, there go, that, there go that word again, Kittim and Dodan. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue and after their family and in their nation. Do you hear that? So by these names, by, <laughs> um, nations was created. Tongues, meaning languages, was created. Families, tribes, was created. And it, most importantly, it said, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided. And we know that Kittim, Kittim is the Greeks or the Romans. And I told you how the Greeks and the Romans are the same people, very similar to how the Americans and, uh, and Britain or the United Kingdom was the same people. But the Americans left the United Kingdom, came to America, and created a whole new country called America. Just like how the Greeks... Uh, were the same people as the Romans, just two different empires. The same people, different empire, different name. But the name that just stood out to me while I was reading, I was like, yo, verse 14, and the children of Meshech, some people have even tried to say Meshech is Moscow, but I'm like, wow. But anyway, the children of Meshech are the Shibashini, and the children of Tiraz are the Rushash. Rushash to me, linguistically at least, on a basic level, I'm not an expert or a professional in these matters, but Rushash to me just sounds like Russia. It doesn't sound like a million miles away from from saying Russia, Rushash, Russia. Interesting. But when we talk about the Gentiles, we're talking about uh, nations of people. We're not talking about oh, oh, this and all that. In its in its in its uh, prime application, that's who we are referring to, or what the scripture is referring to. So, and the children of Chittim, or Shittim, are the Romim, who dwell in the valley of the Canopia by the river Tiberu. And we know that when you read um, about the Caesars, it said they come from Ty uh, 
Tiberius or Tiberius, Caesar Tiberius or Tiberia, I can't remember now. But you find the same wording for the Caesars, you know. What the Bible says in 1 Maccabees 1 and 1, and it happened after that Alexander, son of Philip, the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Kittim who came out of the land of Alexander. We're talking Alexander the Great here. You've seen the movie? If you go read 1 Maccabees 1 and 1, the, uh, I want to say 1 to about 5, the beginning of the movie Alexander the Great is right, is, is right there. It's literally about that, those, those few uh, chapters uh, in those few verses. If you go read that, if you go watch that movie, literally those those verses. So when you when people think that these lost books have no real credence, oh, they have all credence in the world. They have all credence. They took them out for a reason. That's why they lost books. So First Maccabees, look look what it continues to says uh, what Alexander the Great did. It said that he smitten Darius, king of the Persians and Medes. Did that not happen? Is that not a historical record that Alexander the Great defeated the Persians, right? And, and, and that he reigned in their stead the first over Greece. So the first Greek to reign over Persia. God, this is so good. Prepare for war. Prepare for war. Mm -mm -mm. Prepare for war. I got to hurry this up. I ain't even, okay? I got a long way to go and a lot to talk about. Prepare for war. So I told y'all in my last video about the Central Bank and how that started War War II how that was one of the main factors, not one of the main, it was the main factor that the bankers wanted to place a central bank in Germany. And Hitler, along with the German people, did not want a central bank in Germany because, as I showed y'all in the Bible, in Proverbs 22 and 7, it says that the borrower is a slave to the lender. So if I put a bank in your country that is owned by me, then I own you. The federal government and all governments around the world they're not the ones that control SWIFT. That's a international banking that belongs to the banking sector. When you look at what's happening with the oil in Russia, Russia is not able to fill any tankers. Okay, they, They've got the port. They can get people. They can get oil into the tanker, but they can't sell it to anybody. The banks have told those countries sanctions can go on you, private, not, not no, this is not governments. This is private. Banks saying, you know, I don't know if that's going to go well for you because then we have to question you and maybe you should receive sanctions. So Hitler said, I don't want that. I don't want to be on your monetary system. I want to be under my own monetary system. And I was trying to show y'all how that this is very similarly what's going on right now. Matter of fact, Hitler's worst fear of the central bank is what's just happened recently to Russia. And I just showed y'all that in my last video, how the central bank, how they said, which is just crazy, right? They just go out on TV and say it like it's just something that we should all just be celebrating and be proud of. They said, oh yeah, so we're going to cut off Russia's money through using the central bank, banking system. Well, wait a minute, Russia is a sovereign country. Putin has officially ended the 50-year-long petrodollar system. How? Well, what if Russia and China had been secretly planning this attack for years? They knew that by invading Ukraine, they would eventually be sanctioned and cut off by the SWIFT payment system. And that might have been their plan all along. Russia can now put themselves in the position to demand payment from anyone who wants to purchase their oil or wheat to be in gold, the ruble, or the yuan. If this happens, we will watch the world's monetary system divide into two competing East and west structures this might just be the beginning of the end prepare for war says the word of the lord prepare for war prophesied by the prophet joel prepare for war proclaim thee this ye among the gentiles prepare for war i i, I can't get off of that and i can't understand how y'all can't see that proclaim thee yes among the gentiles prepare this that's deep ain't it so the Gentiles about to fight, prepare for war. So he said that there would be a world war amongst the Gentiles. This is what the prophet Joel is talking about, right? And I just read for you the line of the Gentiles. Who came from the line of the Gentiles? Japheth's line or Japheth's line comes from the line of the Gentiles. Are y'all understanding? I hope y'all get that, get that good. The other day, the United Nations had a vote on whether or not to sanction Russia. Five countries voted against uh, sanctioning Russia. 35 countries abstained, saying we ain't gonna, you know, we not we don't we don't do it. Like we don't want to say yes or we don't want to say no. However, by them saying abstaining, what are they really saying? They really siding with Russia. Because if they was against Russia, they would have said, no, nah, no, nah, sanction, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Obviously, by them by them side, by them abstaining, that means Russia had about 40 countries 
on her side. But look at it, look at this list of the five countries that, that voted uh, against uh, uh, sanctioning Russia. Russia, of course, Belarus, right? Wow. That's very interesting. Isn't Belarus isn't that close to Ukraine? That right there next to Ukraine? Uh, and also remember, Belarus, Ukraine, all these nations was all a part of Russia at one time. North Korea, Eritrea, and Syria. Eritrea? What y'all doing in this? <laughs> right? Isn't that deep? Right? Wait, wait a minute. Now look at the full list of countries that abstained, which essentially were siding with Russia. I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm, I'm just going to go through a few. Al Jazeera, Angola, Armenia, Bangladesh, Bolivia, Bermuda, Central African Republic, China, Congo, Cuba, El Salvador, Ecuador, India. Maybe I'll have to put the list up. I'll find a way to put a list up so I can just put a list up so y'all can instead of me reading them all and I'll just jump through. Iran and Iraq. Wow. Iran and Iraq. Wow. Uh, I, I thought we was liberating Iraq and we were going over there to help them and give them democracy. I thought they helped us and we got them running elections and all that. I thought they like us. Why they side with Russia? Huh? Isn't that interesting to y'all? Madagascar, Mali. Uh, oh my goodness. The list goes on and on. Mozambique, South Africa. I, I want to get into some things. South Sudan, Sudan, uh, Uganda, Vietnam, Zimbabwe. Wow. <laughs> Well, first of all, obviously, it's very it's very telling, you know, you, to see these nations who are actually siding with Russia on here kind of blows you away a little bit. Right? I, I got to keep reading. I got to keep reading because I want to I want to get in this. Twelve other countries didn't cast a vote at all either. Also, essentially side with Russia, giving Russia about 52 allies on the world stage. So you had a 145 that was against her, 52 that for the most part are with Russia. Wow, that's a that's that's a world war right there. That, it's gonna go down. I want y'all to see this. Uh, and then the uh, the countries that the, the other twelve, some of these names I don't know, but listen, this uh, Cameroon, um, Morocco, Togo, Venezuela, which we know is a Russian ally. Oh my goodness, this is so good. I'm like I said, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these up. But I think it's very interesting to see that dang near, not all, but dang near every country in Africa. Almost not all, because many of them, you know, with America, so they just went and voted against it. But a, a majority of them voted with Russia. And if we look at most of the black nations around the world who had a vote, many of them voted with Russia. So the question is, why would these black nations, or you know, some of them, you know, some of them brown, Iraq and Iran, why would they side with Russia? Is it because they're against the central banking monetary system as well? And could Putin actually be right about what he's saying when he's saying that he's fighting over there against neo-Nazis? Let's break that down real quick because why is he saying, I don't know if y'all been seeing the news reports of him saying, he said, I'm just, all I'm fighting is killing this neo-Nazis anyway. The, the party in charge, so you know how we got the Republican party and the Democrat party right in America? The, the current party in charge that y'all going over there talking about pray for Ukraine. And I just pray for the people over there. You ain't heard me put up one post. The current party in charge is the neo-Nazi party, the white nationalist party. This is an absolute 100% fact. The people in charge of the current, the currently in charge of the country over there are white nationalist neo-Nazis. This is an absolute fact. Matter of fact, that whole region and area of Eastern Europe is some of the most ethnically white uh, uh, areas in the whole world, which is I don't even know how any of those black people even got there because I was actually wondering that too. Like, what are they... What are they doing there? Because, you know, they wouldn't let them on the train. They say, ain't no black people getting on the train. And and then um, the dude, in, uh, the, the, the prime minister or whoever of Poland said that any black people that try to come in there, he wasn't going to let them in. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm trying to figure out what was they doing there in the first place. A lot of people on TV didn't expect a war like this to happen in, let's say, certain neighborhoods. This is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. These are prosperous middle class people. These are not people trying to get away from areas in North Africa. They look like any European family that you would live next door to. What could be a difference here from other conflicts, you know, that could seem very far away, you know, in Africa or Middle East or whatever. I mean, these are Europeans that we're seeing uh, being killed. This isn't a place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, this is a relatively civilized, uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully too, uh, city where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. Wow. That was you choosing your words carefully? 
So my point is, why would all of these other nations be siding with Russia? If Russia was so terrible and was, you know, uh, Putin is a tyrant and he's whatever the heck he is and they're painting him as in, in, in the news media, what would make these other nations side with him? This is something that we should be thinking about as critical thinkers and as people who don't want to be programmed and indoctrinated by the fake news media. But let me continue reading prophecy and the Bible. Listen to this because this one is good. Jeremiah 4 and 7. The lion is come up from his thicket the lion of Judah, right? Listen to this. And the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. What? What? And the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. Wait, I don't want to, uh, Luke 21, 24, I think it says, Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the Gentiles are fully come or till the age of the Gentile is over. And the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He's a lion, they said. Oh, I, <laughs> prepare for war. Prepare for war. I don't plan on sugarcoating this one for y'all. I sugarcoated the last one for y'all. I don't want y'all to feel bad. I just wanted to kind of give y'all, let y'all know what was going on, but I didn't want you to, I didn't want your heart to stop saying, oh my goodness, what are we finna do? The destroyer, the Gentile is on this way. When they see that black Christ crack the sky, you think they finna be uh, singing them same songs they were singing Hosanna and all that? Why is he coming? He coming with a sword this time. And why is he bringing the sword? And why is he bringing it to the Gentiles? What have they done? I mean, I'm just asking the question. I'm just asking the question. Oh, this is finna get good. Prepare for war. Prepare. I, 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 I think what you should do is you should go ask your pastor next time. You, next Sunday or whenever you speak to him, you should ask him, uh, what's going on with this Jeremiah verse right here? You should say, what's going on with this verse? And what does this mean? You should really go ask him that. For real, for real. Jeremiah 4 and 7 when it says that the lion has come up from his thicket and the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. Look what it says he's going to do. He's going to go forth from his place and make thy land desolate. And thy city shall be laid waste without any inhabitants, without any inhabitants. Now, if there's a world war amongst the Gentiles, will the cities not be laid waste in America? Will the cities not be laid waste in Russia? If Russia and America and China and all these Gentile nations, France and the United Kingdom and all these NATO Gentile nations fight, will the cities not be laid waste? Oh, y'all better hear me and hear me good. Like I told, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you this time. For to tell you the truth, because your, some people have been interpreting this word or saying this word, but they ain't been reading the plain text. Said the destroyer of the Gentiles is on this way, and I don't want to know what the Gentiles did. Oh, I want to know what they did. Mm -mm -mm. So why is this spirit of war going to lead to the destruction of this world and the beginning of the new world or a new age to come? If there is no such thing as discrimination, if black people are not oppressed and they're treated the same as white and everybody treats everybody fair in this in this world, if nobody's being exploited over in this country or that country, and if you know, because you know when black people come out and say they're oppressed by white people in, in, in America, white people say they're not oppressed. I was even one of those people I, that used to say that back then. I, you know, I was <laughs> I wasn't awakened. I used to think, oh. Well, maybe we ain't, you know, not looking at the on average version of us. Like, well, on average, I mean, we still drinking lead water and flint. Well, on average, we the ones that's being murdered in the street, right? And, well, Leo, y'all murdering each other. Well, yeah, who gave them the guns? Who gave them the cocaine? Y'all don't want to deal with me, right? I just talked to somebody and I don't even want to tell y'all who it was. But in San Francisco, you got places you can go in and get high. Listen to me, all black people in there, you go into the building, right? They give you a fresh syringe to let you get high. And they said, check this out, check this out and then they said that there's doctors in there you think these black doctors right <laughs> there's doctors in there we don't control america there's doctors in this place listen to this in this crack uh it's like uh, uh y'all ever seen new jack city where they had the, uh, the crack houses where you can go in there and get high they got these in uh, uh san francisco controlled by the government go in there and get high you can hit the spray get fresh winds let you get high. i got wounds you can go in there and get high and then when you pass out and die the doctor come hit you with the norcane and wake you back up do you hear me? I got video proof and evidence to prove that I'm not going to put it up because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I know people. This is a fact. I got first-hand knowledge and information on this. this is a, do you understand what they doing to us? That ain't oppression? Oh, man, y'all insane. You're insane.
Right? So it's, so it said he ain't coming this time to forgive the nations of their sins. That's not what it said he's coming this time for. So why is he coming to rule over the nation? What the nation need to be ruled over for if they're they doing the right and just thing? About everybody. What do they need to be? What do they need to have somebody come out of the sky from heaven to come rule over the whole world for if they're doing right by everybody? See, this is what y'all ain't realizing. Listen to this, Joel 3 and 1. In those days, and at that time when I restored the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people amongst the nations hmm, and divided up my land. They cast lot for my people, sold my people, raped my people, robbed my people, murdered my people, thus saith the Lord, and traded boys for prostitutes. Wait a minute. They sold girls for wine to drink, traded boys for prostitutes, made the boys feminine and, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, and homosexual. Uh, have you seen some of these movies lately, right? Did you see the new Eternals, right? The only black man in the whole movie. I can go on. I actually got a list of movies. I did a list of movies of just predominantly where, where the actors are predominantly white, and then there's one black man in the whole movie or in the whole uh, series, and I got a list of about 100 movies right now where the one black person in that movie is homosexual. What? And they traded boys for prostitutes. They don't want to deal with me. So when we read the atrocities that have been committed against the true Israelites for 400 years, and Christ says that he is coming to save his people, he's coming to redeem his people, the reason you are lost is because you have no idea who his people really is, who the true Israelites really are. Prepare for war. Prepare for war when you hear the destroyer of the Gentiles. See, now you might start thinking. When you hear the destroyer of the Gentiles, now you might start thinking. Because if you go look at all the Gentile nations in the whole world right now, have they done anything wrong to the Israelis? Well, then why would the Israeli Christ be coming, the Jewish Christ, why would he be coming to destroy all the Gentiles nations? Why would he be coming to destroy America? If there's, a, if there's a Jewish Christ coming, why would he come destroy America? America has been an ally with Israel. But has America been an ally to the true Israelites? Huh? To the ones that I'm telling you who the Israelites are? Y'all know who they are. We ain't, gotta, we ain't even got to get into this no more. Has America been an ally to them? Has, has France been an ally to them? We just seen the videos. United Kingdom, have they been an ally to them? Come on, somebody. Right? I'm going somewhere. China. We seen the video last uh, in, in 2020 in China. China kicking the, uh, the uh, blacks out of, their, out of their apartments, even though they already paid the rent. Everything's already good. They kicked them out. Said, we just want you out the country. Why they want them out? Because something coming. Something is coming. So you've been lied to. You've been hoodwinked. Even I, I learned that I used to think there was some kind of worldwide conspiracy on this. That like everybody was in on it. The pastors and the preachers, you know, everybody was in on it. And I realized that it's not that they've been on. They've been in on it. They really, truly did not know about this. Nobody knew about this. No one. That this is why, like when the Bible says, uh, "Close up the books until the end." No one understand this. Even your pastor. I'm telling you, these preachers and the pastors, they don't even understand it. That's why you hear them talking about Gog and Magog war happening, about to happen right now. And this ain't no Gog and Magog war happening right now. The thousand year reign with Christ comes first. The thousand year reign with Christ comes before the Gog and Magog war. Matter of fact, let's read it right now. Re uh, Revelations 20 and 4. And I saw the thrones which were seated. I saw the thrones on which were seated those who have been given authority to judge. Those who have been given authority to lead. Now who is this? I'm going to tell you. These are the Israelites. The Israelites are about to get authority to lead. Esau is the end of the world. Jacob is the beginning of the new world to come. So Esau is the end of this age. Jacob, Israel, is the beginning of the new age to come. The new age. You ruled in this last age. I'm about to rule in this new age. You better hear it and you better hear it good. And I saw the souls of those who have been beheaded because of the testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. So those who also followed the word of God was also there. They have been cleaved. They are cleaving. They are joined with the house of Israel. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this. 
They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or in their hand. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. They will reign with Christ for a thousand years. This is before. So the right after Babylon is destroyed and all, the, all these things that are happening and, and, and uh, the seals being broken and the trumpet judgments, then Christ said he's going to reign for a thousand years. And if you read the very next verse, how you could pre I, 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 have there been a thousand year reign with Christ yet? No. Right. We would all agree that this has not been a 1000 year reign with Christ yet here on this earth. So this is what's crazy to me that you see all your pastors saying that this is the Gog and Magog war. But if you read the very next verse in Revelations 20 and 7, when the thousand years are over. So when the 1000 year reign with Christ is over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to the sea, the nations in the four corners of the earth. Listen, Gog and Magog and gather them for battle in the number that they are like the sand of the seashore. So after the 1000 year reign with Christ, there's going to be a Gog and Magog war. This is the war that's prophesied in Daniel. But this is after the 1000 year reign with Christ. So when your pastor is telling you that, that this is the Gog and Magog war, really they are only telling you that because Two reasons. Either one, they're being deceitful and they're lying intentionally because they don't want you to know who the true Israelites are. Or the other reason, they really truly have no idea because they can't piece it together because they're saying, why would Christ come destroy the Gentiles? So they can't piece it together because they think that those over in Israeli Israel right now are the Israelites. And they're saying that there's no way. Why would Christ come destroy all the rest of us when we treated them great? Because, you know, whoever blessed them is supposed to be blessed. Right. <laughs> but y'all ain't been blessing us. Y'all been cursing us. Y'all been oppressing us. That's why the uh, Bible says in Genesis 15 and 13, that know of a surety that thy seed shall be in a strange land for 400 years and they shall mistreat them for 400 years. They shall serve them for 400 years and they shall be mistreated. Ah, y'all don't want to get this word. <laughs> they don't want this this time. This is too much for you. This is too much. They don't want the truth. This is too much. This is really too much. Mm -mm -mm. This is too much. So Christ is coming with a sword. Matter of fact, Christ is called the destroyer of the Gentiles. What? <laughs> what? Mr. Christ, you praying to come? You a Gentile. I ain't no Gentile. Right? Hey, look, 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 look. I can't look. When, I, when he cracked the sky looking like Trayvon Martin, I'm going to say, oh, thank you, Lord. Right? You going to say the same thing? Destroyer of the Gentiles. I ain't no Gentile. <laughs> right? I ain't going to be your church at Joel Osteen. Oh, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show y'all something. I'm gonna show y'all something in a bit. I'm gonna show y'all something. Don't don't run away from me yet, Gentiles. Don't run away from me. Yet. Revelations 19 and 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. Mm. With justice, if your police department is so just, why he need to bring justice? Every time a black dude get get, get shot by the police, you say that it's just. Every single time. Candace Owens, you see him, they come out, they, they put that neck, uh, leg on the, on, the, on the neck of George Floyd. She said it was just. All the, every, all the white people, they oh, yeah, it's just. Us living in the hood and you living in the suburbs, you say it's just. You say it's no oppression. So why does Christ need to bring justice and raise a war? Right? You say what you own in all the land, I own in nothing. You say that's just. You say it's just. If it's just, then why does Christ need to bring justice and wage a war? Oh, this is good. His eyes are like blazing fire and his head uh, 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 and look and on his head are many crowns. Oh, my goodness. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. Uh, they, you know how they fight over the name? Yeshua and Christ and Jesus and Yahshua and Hamashak and Hamashiach. You know, <laughs> no, no, you can't say why. You got to say J. You know, you know what I mean? They fight over his name. And he says right now he has a name written on him. That no one knows, huh? But itself, he look. He is dressed in a robe, dripped in blood, and his, uh, and his name is the Word of God. You know, I say in First John. Uh, I mean, John and one and one. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So this is how we can have no confusion. And his name is the Word of God. But it said he dripped in blood. Whose blood is this? See, you sitting up here saying that you know for a fact Christ is coming. But are you really ready for this Christ? The destroyer of the Gentiles? As I just read for y'all in Jeremiah 4 and 7. 
Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles as I've just been reading for y'all in Joel all night. Are you really ready for this Christ to come? Because whose blood is this? It ain't no Israelite blood. Like I told y'all, Nigeria ain't represented in the world war. Ghana ain't got no army. Jamaica ain't going to fight. Haiti ain't getting ready. Hey, line up, y'all. They're in Russia. They're doing the Russian stuff. Right? So who is this? Whose blood is this? And his name is the word of God. See, you ain't going to hear this on preached on Sunday. <laughs> okay, your pastor can't break this down. This is just the truth and it's a fact. The armies of heaven were following him riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Listen to this. Coming out of his mouth is a sword with which he struck down the nations. I ain't even got no nation. I live in America. I'm a captive. I'm a prisoner of war. Came here 400 years ago. My ancestors came here 400 years ago and we've been stuck here since. We ain't never swore no allegiance to the, to the Constitution and all the things they got here. We never created these laws. Y'all did. It said he coming to destroy the nations. Where the black American nation at? It said he coming to destroy the nations and we know these nations are the Gentile nations because it said he destroyed the Gentiles. They don't want to hear this. He will rule them with an iron scepter. So after he destroyed the nations, really what he is destroying is the systems of these nations, the power of these nations, because he's going to rule them with an iron scepter. Why are you going to rule them like that? If they're so nice and just and cool and, and they're good people. And y'all all admit that these are the last days and that he's coming immediately and he's coming, you know, soon. So why is he coming if you're such a good person and you guys have treated everybody right and just and everything right here in your country in America and in France and in Italy and in Spain, there's no injustice and everything is cool. Then what is he coming to do this to you for? Explain that. Right? He treads the wine press of fury of the wrath of the God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh is the name that's written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Prepare for war prepare for war they do not want to see this burnt black man midnight black coming out the sky and let's just be real prepare for war with justice he judges and wages war coming out of his mouth a sharp sword which strikes down the nations why your nation need to be struck down why does Christ need to strike down your nation? Why does Christ need to strike down America? I thought America was the land of the free and the home of the brave. I thought America was a place of justice and prosperity for all. Liberty, justice, and prosperity for all. Huh. But why is Christ coming to strike down the nations? Why is he dressed in a robe dripped in blood? So meaning he coming to kill people. What? Hmm. You know, you hear people say anti-Semitic, but this is anti-American too. Right? Because he's saying he's coming to kill the United States military. Oh, wait a minute. So that's why they want you to get away from this Bible. That's why in a minute they're about to ban you from preaching this because Christ is coming saying he's coming to kill the United States military. You ain't never heard nobody say that. He's the destroyer of the Gentiles. Are you not a Gentile? Is America not a Gentile nation? Yes, it is. So that would mean that, that Christ, this Christ, is saying he is coming to destroy the United States military. What? That's treason. <laughs> to even preach that. They, they probably gonna lock me up. I'm, I'm just telling you what it's saying. It is like I said, and I've said, I, you know, I've repeated this more than once tonight. But in World War One and World War Two, you know, who what nations was represented? Guyana wasn't represented. So we need to know who blood is this that he is. That he got on him. Proclaim me is among the Gentiles. Prepare for war. That's what he said. That's what he prophesied. That's his word. That ain't mine. Y'all don't call me. Don't write me. Don't tweet me. This is his word, not mine. His word. He said, proclaim me this among the Gentiles. Prepare for war. Go to any church in America. They say they're the Gentiles. Prepare for war. Matter of fact, let me get, let me go let me go even more further with this. They claim that black people came from the Hamites. I mean, they claim that all black people came from the Hamites. So if I came from Ham, then I ain't got nothing to do with this. Then 
Let me go. I'm going to go ahead and sit right here then. Since y'all claim we came from Ham. Now, we came from Sham. But let's just, you know, let's leave it at that. So you came from Yephid, right? Okay, you a Gentile, right? Because that's what it said in Genesis 10, 10 and 1. That you came from Yephid. You kids him. You Alexander the Great is your ancestor, not mine. Okay, well then let's see when this Christ gets here and who he's going to fight. Because he said he fighting the Gentiles. So I'm going to sit right here. You understand me? <laughs> right? I'm trying to show y'all something. I'm laughing and I'm joking and it's wrong. Y'all better y'all probably like, come on, man. Give us some give us some good news. Give us some gospel. I got something coming for you. Don't worry. I got something coming for you. I'm going to help you out a little bit, right? So why is all this war about to take place? Why is Babylon about to fall? Why does all this happen? Revelation 17 and 5. Let me hear this up. I got something for y'all. The name written on our forehead was Mystery Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. I keep showing y'all. Let me just keep going and going and going. That this is America. America is the great mother of prostitutes and the abominations of the earth. But the prophets have more to say about this end times nation. Babylon is hailed as a queen among nations, the lady of kingdoms. According to the prophets, Babylon reigneth over the kings of the earth. It is the praise of the entire earth and an astonishment among the nations. It is a place of great riches, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. In fact, the prophets say clearly that should something happen to Babylon, all worldwide trade would stop. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. It is the number one military power and it's called the hammer of the whole earth. This is America. America's mystery Babylon. You're gonna have to accept it. I don't even know how y'all think as anybody else, America, you know, is, 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 is presented as a woman all the time. Even on the main stage, everywhere we go, everything we do. This is America, right? So America is, is, is going to be destroyed first. And, and, and then these 10 kings, they're going to give their power these ten other 10 nations who are going to turn against America, who are going to be her allies. Let's talk about in Obadiah 1 and 7. Her allies are going to turn against her. They're going to set a trap for her, which is why I told y'all many times that I believe that Ukraine is the trap that's being, being set for her. I believe it. I really do. Revelation 17, 5 through 6. Uh, I'm, I'm skipping I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore the testimony to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. So this woman, this prostitute, this mystery Babylon woman, the reason she's about to be destroyed is because of this. I saw that this woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people. God's holy people's blood has been shed in her land. And she's been drunk with it. You heard of Planned Parenthood? How many babies they said they killed? Black babies? I think it said something like 29 million. Right? You ever heard of that? All the experiments in the entire world in America, that anytime they got an experiment, whether it's HIV, whether it's cancer, whether it's syphilis, whether it's anything, who the first people they put in put in there? Uh, black people. You saw the mayor, uh, not the mayor, but the uh, former governor of New York, uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, when he talked about the, uh, they was finna give everybody the, the, the experimental, you know, uh, inoculation, who he said he wanted to give it to first? Black people, right? <laughs> Bill Gates and uh, his wife, and they had a little speech, and they was talking, and they said they want to get who they want to get inoculation for. Who they said they want to give it to? They said they owe the less fortunate, and then they said who? Black people, right? So they drunk with the blood of God's holy people. If you knew we was God's holy people, do you think you would look at us when you see us get killed? Do you think you would have the same mentality you have right now when you saw one of God's holy people get killed? You probably, you, you probably have a different perspective on it when you know something coming to save them. You probably have a different perspective on it and say, let's try to help them and let's try to change the narrative for them. Let's try to change what's going on in their neighborhoods. Right? Let's actually do some real police in there. Let's actually do some real change. You be over there building up their houses for them. You say, look, let me board up this. Let me, let me, let me wipe the graffiti off your wall for you. If you knew what was finna be bestowed on us. They don't want to hear this. God's holy people. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, help me. Mm -mm -mm. The poverty you see us in. Mm -mm -mm. The, the injustices you see us in in the criminal justice system uh, diabetes is also something that's placed in our, in our neighborhood I ain't got time to put a video on because I've been with so long maybe I might put a little bit of it just to prove it that how diabetes was literally it's been targeted through the stores that they put so if they got a store in our neighborhood they target the stores the grocery stores in our neighborhood intentionally and you see high levels of diabetes They got, this is uh, from the New York Times these are maps of diabetes the top map is New York City Everybody's drinking the same drinking water. The darkest areas on the top is Harlem, where the African Americans predominate in the community. 
and then Bronx, the Bronx, and is it Queens? I don't know New York City very well. But two other areas where minorities and poor live. Why do they have much higher rates of diabetes than the rest of the affluent part of New York City? The answer is that we discovered after Chernobyl that the state milk boards are taking the most contaminated radioactive milk from dairies near nuclear power plants and they're shipping that into black inner city communities where it's sold in the mom and pop stores. Look at Africa in the bottom map. It has the lowest diabetes in the world. So how can diabetes be genetic in blacks if they didn't have it in Africa? Listen, this is white people doing these experiments. They're showing these, they're showing these studies, not us. It's them coming out showing that it's real. Not me, I ain't the one that's coming out. I don't own Planned Parenthood. I don't know newspaper sources, no history books. They own all this. And they showing us what they didn't did to us. The crack cocaine, as I showed you how they doing it, the crime, how it's perpetuated in our neighborhoods. Yeah, you see us killing each other. How they get the guns? Yeah, you see us killing each other. But why is this happening? Right? And you've also seen the video, and I don't got time to put that video in, but you also seen the video where the cops go put themselves in blackface, and they all get in the car, and they wear the different color flags. I don't got time to put a video in, but we got videos on this. Right, when they get in the flag, they drive down the street, and they shoot and kill. So if I got on blue, blue, and they red, and then I shoot and spray up the whole red neighborhood, and all we all had on blue and blue flags all over the car, and now the red people go shoot up the blue. They perpetuated this. They did the same thing in Africa, and they teach you that about it in, in colonization. They, oh, I don't got time to get into it. The injustices in the criminal justice system, right? All this is supposed to be a coincidence? Is this supposed to be happening to us for life? Or the darker people cursed for life? Deuteronomy 30 and 3. Then the Lord, your God, will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all nations where he scattered you. Psalms 106, 47. Save us, O Lord. Listen to this. I want y'all to hear this part because this is interesting. Save us, O Lord. Save us, Yahuwah. <laughs> and gather us from amongst the nations to give thanks to your holy name and glory to your praise. Wait a minute. Save us. Send us a savior. Listen what, the, what he wanted to do. Gather us from among the nations. Save us from being in the nations. This is in the Psalms. So this is before we was even scattered to the nation. David was talking about this. He was prophesying what was going to happen. Save us from, uh, from being scattered in the nations. What? Save us. Gather us. I'm sorry. He said he gather us from amongst the nations. So to be saved is to be gathered out of these nations to have your own nation. To be saved, to be redeemed, redemption, reparations, to be redeemed is to have your own nation, to create your own laws. I just talked to a young black man the other night. I said, we don't, we didn't create these laws. Why am I living under your laws? It's like how they get mad at me when I read from Exodus 21 and 10 about how God said that an Israelite man can have multiple wives. I'm living under your customs, your courtesies, not under your traditions, not mine. I ain't Roman. I didn't come from the Greeks. So why, why, why do I have to live under your customs and your courtesies? And your traditions. I'm living under your traditions. Not my, I ain't no, I ain't Roman, I ain't Greek. So why am I living? You created the law that said you had to have one wife. I didn't create that. That wasn't my, that wasn't my history. That's yours. Right? That, that, that ain't my law. That's your law that I have to adhere to that I'm here as a prisoner of war. Oh, I ain't got time. First Chronicles uh, 16 and 35. Listen again. And then say, save us. Savior. So Savior. Listen to this. Oh God of our salvation, wait, salvation, and gather us and deliver us, wait a minute, from the nations. Salvation is being gathered and delivered from the nations? This is insane. Remember, that's why I told y'all there was two salvations, the, the, the way I try to break it down, prophecy versus salvation, but you can also call it two salvations. Right, because there's obviously the salvation of being saved and forgiven for your sins, but Christ ain't coming this time for that salvation. That's after the 1,000 years. After the 1,000 years, the books are open and everybody is judged for what they did. And then Christ can stand in front of you and you can be saved for your salvation. Right? And, and your sins can be forgiven. And he's saving and he, and by, him, by him being your sacrificial lamb that he is your salvation. But this is saying in the Bible, in several scriptures, then say, save us, Savior, Yahuwah, ours of our salvation. And gather us and deliver us, listen to this, from the nations. 
to give thanks to your holy name and glory to your praise. If we are gods or ye are gods, as it says in Psalms 82 and 6 and also says in John uh, 10 and I believe it's 35, Christ said it himself that we are gods. So if ye are gods, isn't it a isn't it a curse to be scattered throughout all nations and to have no power? Leo, why don't you just get on a plane and leave? Well, haven't I, didn't I just show you that they have power over all the nations of the world? America don't have power over Nigeria. America don't have power over Ghana. America don't have power everywhere. America have power. Not just that. Isn't there some people living in my country? They ain't even supposed to be there. <laughs> right? They don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear this word. This is too much for you. This is too much for you. Isaiah 43 and 5. Let's end this out. Listen to this. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. Isaiah uh, 43 and 5, do not hold them back. No, I ain't going to hold back this time, Lord. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who was called by my name, who was created for my glory, who I formed thee. Uh, mm -mm. What he said? Who I formed and made. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Revelation 12, 17, one of the most really unbelievable scriptures is this. And the dragon was enraged, enraged with the woman. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. Catch this. Those who keep the commandments of Yahweh and have the testimony of Yeshua. Not those who keep the testimony of Jesus. Not those that say, I believe in Jesus. That, amen. That's great that you believe in Jesus. But the enemy's not concerned about you. He goes after those who are keeping the commandments. Why? Because he only wants to destroy the bride. And we don't have time to go into this teaching, but the Bible teaches that not all of God's people are the bride. You have the parable of what? The wedding guest and the bride. Abraham went and sent his servant, Holy Spirit, to find a bride for his son, and he sent them to his people and pulled the bride out of his own people. There is a difference, ladies and gentlemen, between the greatest and the least. And I don't know about you, I just want to live close, enough to see the fireworks at night, at least. So does this mean that all Gentiles are doomed and every single one of them will die? And this is why I said to you that God isn't necessarily destroying the countries. I mean, destroying all the people, but he is destroying the nations. He is destroying the governments. He is destroying. Remember, he said the government will be on his shoulders. So he's going to rule them with an iron scepter. He's going to be the rulership. Anything that's, he's going he's gonna to destroy all of the power structure. That's why I said the United States military, this Christ is saying he's going to destroy the United States military. This Christ, I, I mean, I'm just reading the scripture. He said he's coming to destroy all the nations. Is America part of the nations? Okay, so this Christ is saying he's going to come destroy the, 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 the Gentile nations. He's, he's saying he's coming to destroy the United States military. This is Christ you fought? Because most of y'all, like, look, I served in the army. Right? I got the flag right there. So most of y'all got an allegiance to, that's why I tell you, what you worship, most of y'all got an allegiance to the beast. So are, who you, who you finna fight for when Christ comes? What side are you finna be on? Are you going to fight with the United States military or are you going to fight with Christ? Oh, y'all don't want to hear this. This is too deep. But does this mean that the Gentiles are all doomed and they all going to die? Let me get in this meeting. Let me, let me, let me, get, let me get out of here. Um, oh, Lord. Can the Gentiles be saved? Mm -mm -mm. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. In order to be saved, Gentiles, you must become an Israelite. Oh, I didn't want to go longer than I wanted to go, but... <sighs> Father God, we thank you. I didn't want longer than I wanted to go, but Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your understanding. Mm -mm -mm. I went longer than I wanted to go. Mm -mm -mm. Should I stop it here? Gentiles, do you want to be saved? They say, no, no, Leo, tell me how I can be saved. You know, because when I first started preaching, people always ask me, Leo, how can I be saved then? So the Gentiles, in order to be saved, let me, get, let me go, let me go quickly. So the Gentiles, in order to be saved, you must become an Israelite. What? In order to be saved, you must become an Israelite. You must follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes and cleave, join with the real Israelites. Isaiah 14 and 1, for the Lord will have mercy on Jacob again, as it says in the King James Version, or Israel again. And will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land. So they're about to be set back in their own land. And the strangers or the Gentiles 
or the foreigners shall join with them and they shall cleave to the house of Israel or has shall be joined with the house of Israel. Hmm. What does it mean to cleave? What does it mean to join? Listen to this in Esther. Listen to this in Esther 8 and 17. In every providence and in every city to which the edict of the king came, there was joy and gladness among the Jews. Listen to this because this is good. With feasting and celebrating. And many people of other nationalities became Jews. What? Wait a minute. This is, this is insane. And many people of other nationalities, of other nations, Gentiles, foreigners, strangers, became Jews or became Israelites, right? There's 12 tribes of Israel, right? The Jews are just one, or Judah is just one tribe. Right? Because of the fear of the Jews, because the fear of the Jews has seized them. A power about to come upon us. I'm about to tell you that right now. <laughs> as it says in Acts 2 and 17, and as it says in Joel 2 and 28, God about to pour his spirit out on us. <laughs> you might not fear us now. Right now, you don't fear us at all. Don't worry. He said the fear of the Jews seized them. Oh, look, you better join with us before then. I'm just telling you the truth, right? I'm just, I'm just trying to give you the truth. That's it. I don't got time to sit up here and sugarcoat it for y'all right now because it's the last days. Like I said, they're going to shut the internet off and all that. You might not ever hear from me again. You need to hear it. You need to know the truth. And you need to know it right now because the truth shall set you free. So in order for the Gentiles to be saved or a Gentile to be saved, they must become an Israelite. This is what Christ meant when he said that with him are God's holy people, the saints, the Jews, and the, you know, the biblical Israelites, and those who hold the testimony, who keep his laws, commandments, and statutes, converts. Christians are supposed to be converts. Israelite converts. This is so good. This is so good. When Paul was making his writings to the Gentiles, he was trying to convert them. This is so good. This is so good. But now it's been perverted and it's an entirely whole nother religion. And it's not the same what it was intended to be and what it was in the Bible. It's something complete. Christianity is something completely different. They say they don't even got to follow God's laws at all. And they don't want to follow them. And they fight me on following them. Lord help me. Listen to this Leviticus 19.33 and I'm out of here. When a foreigner resides among you in the land, do not mistreat them. When a Gentile resides among you in the land. When a stranger resides among you in the land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as a native born. So the Gentile that resides among you, that cleaves to you, that's with you, must be treated as a native born. Love them as you love yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt, and I am the Lord your God. Listen to this in Numbers 9 and 14. Then we're going to get out of here. A foreigner residing among you, a Gentile residing among you. Actually, as a matter of fact, it says in the King James Version, if a foreigner residing amongst you um, uh, wants to celebrate the Passover in accordance with the rules and regulations. Rules and regulations. This is what I told you. God has rules and regulations, laws, statutes, standards. I don't want to hear about your American law. Oh, well, you know, American law said that this is how you're supposed to do it. I don't care. Here I can eat pork. Here I can marry a man. But this is what God's laws is. I'm telling you what it is. Look at in his rules and regulate. There's rules to be with Christ. You, you just get to just go off and just let them. You ain't got no rules. Uh, we ain't got to follow the law. So you ain't got no rules. You can do whatever you want. No regulations. Listen to this. You must have the same regulations for both the foreigner, the Gentile, and the native born, the Israelite. Prepare for war. Prepare. For honestly, there's a part of me that feels like <sighs> I shouldn't even tell the Gentiles how they can be saved by starting to follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes and cleaving to the real true Israelites, joining with the true biblical Israelites. There's a part of me that feels like they deserve the faith that's coming. And that's why you see the hatred of those Israelite teachers and preachers on the corners and on YouTube and stuff you see them preaching. The truth is they, many of them know this, but they don't want to tell you because they want you to get the same hell that they've been getting for the last 400 years. And it's what you called envious. Remember it said in Romans in uh, 11 and 11, and it said that we would be jealous of them. I mean, the Israelites would be jealous of the Gentiles, right? Because the truth is 
you didn't even have to go through the 400 years that I just went through of hell and you can be saved, right? When Christ comes, you can be saved from wrath just as I am about to be. All by just joining with us, believing on his name, being a follower of him. A follower of him would do what? Follow his laws, his commandments, his rules. What was one of his rules? Bless them. Uh, anybody that bless him, bless us, he will bless them. That's one of the laws. Oh, you don't want to get into this with me. I ain't got time for it. Mm -mm, I ain't got time. God's holy people will be saved. 144,000 from all 12 tribes of Israel and a multitude that no one can count from every nation, tongue, and tribe. You will all be saved. As the scripture says, all of Israel will be saved as it is written. Romans 11 and 25. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. This is good. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of Gentiles has come in. Oh, so there's a full number of Gentiles. There's going to be a certain amount of Gentiles who's going to come in to become Israelites. Join with us and come converted. Israel has, uh, has received a hardening until that time. Wow. And in this way, Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He, uh, he will turn godliness away from Jacob. So right now you see godliness amongst the Israelites. I'm talking about us black scattered throughout the whole world. You see us twerking online. You see us with our pants sag. Now, I seen the dude the other day with his pants and I could see his whole butt, right? Not to say that I wasn't doing that either. I had godliness at one time too. I'm just trying to show y'all that the, 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 the sin that's placed upon us, the godliness, ain't nothing godly about us. You say the Bible says he are God, but do we look godly? That's why Christ said it. That's why the scripture is saying that uh, the deliverer will come from Zion and he's going to turn godliness away from us. That's why I remember the Bible also says in Hebrews, oh my God, I believe it's 10 and 16. Uh, Y'all don't quote me completely on that scripture, but it's, uh, it's, it's in Hebrews. It says that I meant, it might be Hebrews 6 and 6 as well, but it says that um, his laws will be placed on our hearts and in our mind, meaning that his laws will be placed in our spirit. Right, meaning he's going to supernaturally place his laws, his commandments, his statutes on us, and then that's going to be our ideals and our principles and our rules and our regulations that we that we that we live by and we walk by. So we're going to be upstand, upstanding, upright men and women supernaturally. Oh, this is going to be good. That's what it's talking about when it says he would turn godliness away from Jacob or Israel. And this is the covenant with them uh, when I take away their sins, because he's going to take away our sins. He's going to take away our sins. Um, as, as, oh, and what is sin? I just, see? And this is the covenant, um, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. What is sin? Sin is the breaking of God's laws. Well, if he supernaturally places laws on our hearts and in our minds, and we're supernaturally now walking in God's laws and commandments, our sin has been taken away because we no longer break God's laws. Lord help us. As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies right now for your sake. But as for election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs. Do you hear that? So we became enemies to the gospel or to God's laws, God's word. Like you see, as I told you, I was sitting in line at the barbecue. The guy said, I don't want no beef. Give me all pork. We're enemy to the law. You see, when I put up the, this video about uh, uh, us following God's laws, you see how many black people wrote? Oh, we ain't under the Mosaic laws no more. We are now under we are now under grace. See, they don't want to, they are enemy to the law. They hate that thing. They hate the law. They hate the rules and regulations. They love godliness. Godliness means they can do whatever they want. No rules, no regulations. They don't want no rules and regulations, especially the black women, the feminists, right? And, and, and the beta males as well. They don't want no laws. They don't want God's law. They want to fall. They want to be no no rules, no regulation. They want to be godliness. I mean, they want to be godless. No rules. And they want to they want they want to get on the stage and say, "Oh, I love the Lord. I love God, but I don't have no rules, no regulation. I don't follow Him. I don't have to follow nothing. I do whatever I want to do, right?" So they want you know you, you see what I'm saying? Grace, just ever grace. I'm just I'm, I'm in a grace period forever. You ain't never got to pay the bill. You just you just grace forever, right? <laughs> right? It's insane, right? But listen to what it said. But as for as far as the election is concerned, mm, the chosen is concerned. Hmm. They are loved on the account of the patriarchs for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. It's irrevocable. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your gifts and your call that are irrevocable. Ye are gods. That's the gift. Gods have power. 
it's irrevocable. I can take it back from you for a little bit as he did. But I'm going to give it back. I got to give it back because I'm God. My gifts and my call are irrevocable. I got to give it back to you. The gift is coming. You, you a God? That means a gift coming. Oh, they don't want to hear this. Thank you, Yahuwah. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Emmanuel, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Wonderful Counselor. We thank you. Oh, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your high holy name. We thank you for your prophecies. We thank you for your irre irre irrevocable word, for your willingness to come save us during these times, to come redeem us uh -huh, during this time. We want our dominion back. Uh, they don't want us to have it, but we want it back. We're tired of seeing our kids shot down in the streets. We're tired of having no power to protect ourselves. Ah, uh, but we humble ourselves. We humble ourselves. And we adhered ourselves to your perfect timeline. Mm -mm, your perfect will and we honor it above all things in Christ's name amen and amen uh, people always ask me how can they support this ministry how can they help me to ensure that I get out videos faster and, and I put out more videos and more sermons and more messages uh, I gotta work just like y'all gotta work so you know this is something that I do because God puts it on my heart to do it but it's not my full-time profession right so I have to do it in between working a job to put food on the tables. But if you would like to uh, um, sow into this ministry, if you would like to help support me in this ministry, you can go to ministries.leodunson.com and you can hit the subscribe button. You can also go to leodunson.com slash donate. Because many people say they don't want to, you know. So just go to my donate, just donate at my donation page, whatever you got, $10, $5, whatever you got, leodunson.com slash donate. This is my name.com slash donate. You know, put your five dollars in, ten dollars. You got, you know, you got a fifty. Go ahead, right? Matter of fact, thank you to the guy that it was a guy that gave me uh, fifty the other day, and I never even put up my donation page. Somehow he just went to my website and found it. I don't uh, remember his name, but uh, I, I do thank you for the uh, your generous donation, and it will definitely go towards helping to benefit uh, this ministry and for me to be able to get these videos out more frequently. But like, if you want, like I said, but if you want to subscribe, you can also subscribe in my exclusive channel, which is ministries.leodunson.com. I know I'm going on tangent. They like, Lord, you can talk forever. Thank y'all. I really do. I, I, I am truly grateful. And these are the last days. So to know the full understanding, to have the full understanding, I believe is important. To have the full understanding. And if Christ is coming to redeem a people or to save a people, I just showed you what, he, what they want to be saved from. We just showed you. So now you can either harden your heart or you can adhere yourself to the word of God. And say, this is what's happening. Let me get with the program. And let me ensure that I'm also one of those people to be saved as well. All right, look, guys. Talk to y'all soon. Shalom. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to my new exclusive content page at leodunsonministries.com. You can also go to leodunson.com and hit the subscribe button. But that's leodunsonministries.com. Thank you so much and may the glory of God, his blessings and his purpose be upon you. Shalom.